This episode of the Europuck podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Pigskin fans, the moment you've been waiting for all season is right around the corner. Super Bowl 55 is almost upon us, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. Yeah, you heard me right, folks. $55 million. DraftKings, they like to give out money and you get your chance to get some too. Uh, To get your share of these huge prizes, all you have to do is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks and your predictions, you'll get a free instant prize worth up to $25,000. And if you get the most predictions correct, you could be in with a chance to win the top prize of $1 million. A million dollars sounds pretty good to me, folks. Um, but DraftKings, well, if, if you're kind of wondering whether DraftKings, whether they can do this properly, DraftKings, since 2012, have paid out over $7 billion on their platform. So let's be honest, folks, they know a thing or two about big money giveaways and they follow through on them. So you get your money, you make your predictions right, everybody's happy, right? So download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Uh, everyone gets an instant prize up to 20 $25,000 just for playing, so use the promo code THPN to enter, and you enter yourself into the $55 million Super Bowl Challenge, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy spots, uh, the daily fantasy partner, I should say, of Super Bowl 55. A big thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, heya, and previet hockey fans. Welcome back to the Euro Puck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings and Cross Check Clothing. My name is Hayden, or Oddman Rush, as you can see up there on the video version, and joining me once again is, of course, Chris Gadsby. Hey, Chris. Hello. How's it going? Hello, how are we? Yes, not too bad, really. <clears throat> Plodding along as normal. Um, spending my evenings, well, doing jigsaw puzzles because I can't go and see sports. So. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> go for it, go for it. I was going to say just doing jigsaw puzzles instead. but uh, Yeah, you've got to find something to do to, uh, to, uh, to kind of occupy the time until we can get back into <laughs> hockey rinks and football grounds and stuff. Um, yeah. We've had a bit of an interesting week this week on the Europuck podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for context, today is Thursday, the 28th of January. And some of you uh, keener eyed, longer listeners of the podcast over the last couple of months will realise, but Hayden and Chris, you never record a podcast on a Thursday. It usually goes oh. out on a Friday. Why are you recording yep. it on a Thursday? Well, let me to give you a bit of a, a Europuck story time, shall I, folks? So um, we were supposed to record Tuesday. We usually record Tuesdays. That's usually our intended day of recording um because you know our schedules it works out best for us um however uh tuesday um we our times just didn't quite align um the, the way they usually do well, like yeah we decided we decided didn't we to go for wednesday because <clears throat> the IHF were meant to decide what they were doing with the world championships yes and and also we weren't 100 percent sure whether our schedules would match up because a few other things got in the way mm. and then we decided okay well let's record on wednesday sounds like a brilliant idea but then um uh chris do you want to explain what happened <laughs> yeah so we were due to start recording at what five yeah, yeah half five. five, half five, something like that. Yeah. Yep. And then at twenty to four, my internet decided it didn't want to be an internet anymore. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I tried everything I could to get it back. 
And then I spent 15 minutes on hold with my provider and then it came back. So I stopped being on hold. Mm-hmm. And then about 10 minutes later, it decided to go away again. Oh, So I went back on hold and then it came back again. So I went off hold. Okay. <laughs> um, and then it seemed to be okay. And then I went to pick my partner up from work because her car was in the garage, <clears throat> came back, and it was okay again, but still a bit slow. And then we tried resetting it again, and it seemed to be okay, and it's been okay all day today. So hopefully we can get through this. Yeah. So, yes, it's been interesting. Hence why I've been doing jigsaw puzzles, because I couldn't even do <laughs> – yeah, I, I couldn't do any work. I couldn't like, – we couldn't even do this like with me on the phone because I couldn't look anything up. Yeah. Just didn't work. So. Yeah, we, we, we tried a slightly different thing today because of it. Exactly, but we we tried to do a Zoom call yesterday when his internet uh, got working again. We're like, okay, let's give it a look. If it works, we can do it now. If not, we'll do it on the Thursday. And then we tried to call. Yeah. You know, like when you hit the admit to uh, the the Zoom call. Um, when you press the admit button, usually you go in instantaneously, but it took Chris like a good 30 (laughs) seconds to actually get in the meeting. Then I got like one single frame of his face on my screen and it didn't move (laughs) at all. And he couldn't hear a word I was saying. So I was like, this isn't going to work, is it? And then Chris had to message. I I replied to you as soon as I heard what you said, but there was like a 15 second delay. On my my screen, you never said a word. Your your webcam never changed in the slightest. So it resorted to him, uh, to Chris having to message me on Twitter to be like, yeah, we should probably do this tomorrow, shouldn't we? So hopefully it holds up for me to guest on another podcast tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully... um, Chris's internet is going to hold. Hopefully there aren't any other issues uh, for the podcast this week. Um, But we're going to do something slightly different because of the current technical issues that we've got going on at the moment. We're going to look at some slightly different stuff. Chris has uh, got another quiz ready for me, a slightly longer quiz. Um, which is good. Uh, he's going to he's going to give me questions that I have no chance of answering, but I'm going to give it a valiant effort Correct. nonetheless. Yeah, I'll give, it a, I'll, I'll give it an effort. Why not? I'll give it a try. But essentially, we're going to be looking at some of the so a little bit of news from Europe this week. We're not going to be looking at scores and standings like we usually do this week. We we wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit this week anyway, and kind of look at more news topics and stuff because we know a lot of the the news that we talk about gets shoved into the bonus clips and some people might want to see that in the in the normal episode so uh, we decided that and there's going to be no bonus clips this week because we don't have enough time to get them recorded and ready yeah. for particularly for... if you don't like followers on youtube a if you don't why not but <coughs> exactly. obviously you don't get to see the bonus clips if you don't uh yes. subscribe to us on youtube so we're going to put some of them into the uh into the main episode. Exactly, and that's going to make up the bulk of this episode. So, I think we should just kick off and get started, Chris. So, let's talk about the French League Magnus, Chris. So, um, as as Chris let me know, it was a couple of days ago now, it was probably Monday, Tuesday sort of time. Um, uh, Sunday, I think. I Sunday. Uh, well, the decision was made on the 18th of January, but then, yeah, you let me know about a week afterwards. So, um, yeah. yeah, so there's been yeah. some announcement made with the French League because... Chris, do you want to just uh, remind everybody where the French League has been at over this season? Because we've talked about it kind of on and off every week, but we've never really sat down and had a big conversation about it. So do you want to just like get everybody up to yes. speed? So the, the French League wasn't really in a good place. With France going back into a national lockdown before Christmas, the, the league got suspended and it was never really... France always struggled <clears throat> with the virus anyway. And right yep. from day one, there were games being postponed left, right and centre. And it was all very kind of mismatchy. And where you've got like leagues like the KHL and stuff who were, who were getting towards their playoffs, the French League had like 10, 11 games played. Yeah. Um, still do have 10, 11 games played. 
Um, so what they have decided to do is basically cut their season in half. Yeah. So they were going to have uh, 44 uh, games in their season. They're now only going to have 22. Okay. And basically, rather than everybody being home and away twice, they're being home and away once. Um, so because they had, if you remember, uh, regular listeners, when they came back after Christmas, they had basically suspended the season for like six weeks yeah. and all the games were just trying to catch back up. Mm. And they've now decided that that's not going to work either. So they are um, just scrapping kind of the second half of the season, really, and just having 22 games instead of 44, uh, which is going to take them through until April the 3rd. Um, and then they're going to have their playoffs, which is still best of seven. Uh, series the way that it's uh, planned at the moment. Now that all sounds kind of hunky-dory, great, good idea from the French. They do have one small sticking point, okay, um, which is five games which are in that second half of the season, which have already been played, and they've got to kind of decide what they're going to do with them. Oh, okay. Um, so there's another kind of caveat in here as well. Because, I mean, to, to be perfectly honest, uh, the situation here in the UK, we've talked about it in previous episodes of the podcast, It's it's been very, like, up and down, up and down, up and down, like the rest of the world, but we just haven't, here in the UK, we haven't seemed to have been able to get everything figured out yet, in one way or another, like, we were told to go out and help the economy, and then we were told to stay back inside, and we shouldn't have helped the economy, and then we were told yeah. to, to, you know, do all this, and then the restrictions changed, but then, like, the day later, they got uh, heightened, or, you know... Uh, Many other countries have dealt with this kind of thing, but also the the kind of amount of cases we've had and the new variant we've had over here and the rising death toll, which has kind of rivaled some of the worst uh, worst countries around the world. Is kind of yeah, it's a bit of a sticky situation that the UK has found themselves in. We've very much talked about when we've talked about the French league these last couple of weeks, especially with all the stoppages. This is very much what we would have expected to have happened if the elite league had gone this season, because obviously we've had so many lockdowns and we've had regional lockdowns, and yeah. then get, uh, we've obviously we're trying to span from uh, yeah the most well, all the teams are in the UK, but they're in four different countries. So you know we've got four different countries and different regulations and different lockdowns. So uh, essentially. Elite Ice Hockey League fans, while we miss the league, it's kind of a blessing that we didn't have one because otherwise it would have been in this situation that the French League is finding itself in. And similar to the French League, the funding, the infrastructure isn't as strong as, like Chris mentioned, the KHLs, the SHLs, the Finnish Leaguers of Europe. So it's, it's very much a situation where... I think the French League are making the right decision here, going, look, we need to cut our losses here. We need to go, let's just get the season finished, but we're in a position, but due to the fact that, yeah, most of the teams have played a different amount of games every uh, between them, the fact that they have only played roughly a dozen games, if that, this season, it means, okay, we can kind of scrap the second half of the season and just focus on the next month or two getting everything sorted. Then we can get to the playoffs and see where we go from there because they're a league that you know, doesn't have the, the biggest funding. It doesn't have the best attendance in Europe. It doesn't have the best sponsors in Europe. They kind of have to figure out a way that they're probably not making any money or losing money by a notable margin. They, they're they playing because they know that the fans want to and they know that the players want to. Let's be perfectly honest. They're, they're, they're not doing it for profit this season. And especially cutting out, they're, they're not going to decide to cut out half of their regular season games uh, if, if they're worried about profit, they're thinking, look, we need to be smart about this. And I, I think the French League have made the right decision. It sucks, obviously, especially for French League fans, but for European hockey fans in general. 
But, you know, it, at the end of the day, and Chris, I'd like to get your thoughts on this as well. Like, I think it overall it is the right decision. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if there were other leagues around Europe that if they came under a similar kind of situation, maybe if the DEL has a problem with it, they might have to reevaluate their season schedules because they're also in the, the fortunate position that they're very early on in the season as well. Like, what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think I, I like the fact that the the French league has decided to do this because yeah. um, I, I do think it makes sense. There's no way they're going to get another 30 games in between now and playoff time. No. It's just not going to happen. What I'm going to keep an eye on with intent is is what they do about these games that have already happened yes. in the second half of the season. The reason I say that is because they all kind of involve the same sort of teams. Oh, okay. So there have been five games in that second half of the season. Four of them involve Nice. Okay, this is a problem. So, and given given the the results of those games, if they are suddenly declared null and void, which seems the logical thing, that's yeah. the only thing they can really do. Yeah. Nice would lose eight points oh. and drop down to um kind of like well tied third, but they're before teams kind of tied around that. Okay. Because um, they're sitting first place in the league at the moment? Nice are second. Second, okay. But if they lose the eight points, they will drop down to joint of course. third. Well, actually, no, they would be joint second and there'd be four teams on. But Okay. Um because Angers in third. Uh, yeah, didn't play. So it's only five teams that are involved. So uh, Angers in third didn't play, so they'd stay where they are. So Nice would then drop to 18 points, but with a game in hand. Okay. Uh, Rouen would lose one of their wins, but they would then still be 12 points clear of anybody else with a perfect 10 from 10 record. Okay. Uh, Where are we looking? Gap would also the gap would lose one point so they wouldn't change uh bordeaux would stay exactly where they are but they would just have a game <clears> knocked <throat> off and then brian con you see i feel sorry for brian con because this game they've only had one regulation win all season and if it oh. gets not avoided it's going to get taken away from no them. they're going to drop down to four points not seven oh. so the the table would look, if they not avoided it, Rue on top on 30 points, uh, Angers second on 18 alongside Nice, Bordeaux, yeah, Nice and Bordeaux, Gap would drop to 17 points, then Grenoble on 16, Anglais on 16, Amiens on 15, Mulhouse on 14, Chaminon Mont Blanc on 12, uh, Sergi Pointois on 8, and Briancon was 7. So there wouldn't be too much in the way of shifting in the table okay it's just going to be the points do, so do, really, do you reckon do you reckon that will be the reason why they might decide to take this null and void route as opposed to uh, i think uh, it's the only thing they can do. yeah they can't keep those games because everyone will go well hang on how come they get to play extra games yeah because because the, the, the only other solution and this would include even more steps is to go okay well uh kind of replay the games and kind of like have them count towards some of like the second half of the, the season is, or whatever. But that, the, but that that would cause even more complications because then the teams that won would be like, well, why do we have to replay them? And what, then it just causes a lot of problems. Though, is that because they're changing the because they're changing the league into one home, one away, not two home, two away. Yeah. 
these extra games are already in that two home, two away bracket. Oh, good point. Bracket. Good point. So they've got to get rid of them. It's the only thing they can do. So, um, so which kind of uh, just a curious question. The niece, in the sense that obviously they're going to lose all their points, but it's great for Ruan because they're going to just get even yeah. higher. No, but like I, I, I was thinking, um, because you've you've mentioned the teams that would lose points. Are there any teams that would have would would actually end up looking a lot better because they would have get uh, received a couple of losses taken off their record? Because you know, like it works both um, ways, doesn't it? Because there might be a team that lost two of those games and are thinking actually you know that's four potential points that we lost that are now null and void so we're actually in a slightly better position now yeah well, obviously the french league's three points to a win so it's six six but, points yeah um yeah Anglais Ong- lost two of those games so okay. they go rather than um having 16 points from 12 games they've got 16 points from 10 games okay um obviously of course if you lose a game you're not having any points taken off you with the game being nullified. So yes. it's only the teams that won. Like Nice is the big loser from this because they've they're going to lose eight points. Yeah, from this, um, they're they're the big loser. Ruan, I don't think they're really going to care because with Nice losing the points, Ruan are going to be uh, twelve points clear. That's four games clear of anybody else. Bear in mind, there's all of a sudden only going to be twelve games left. Yeah. So you know, Ru- Ruan are looking nice. I feel sorry for Brian Conn at the bottom who are going to lose their only regulation win of yep. the season. Um, <laughs> particularly seeing as that's probably their highlight um, yeah. because it came um, against Nice. So I see. <laughs> that's probably a highlight for them. Um, and that was played, yeah, that was played back on December the 4th. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I think the French league, they've only kind of really got one decision and they've got to null and void those five games. Yeah. Um, I think it, because it's not going to have much of an impact on where people are in the standings, hopefully there's not too many quarrels. At least from Nisa's point of view, you can look at it that, yes, okay, Nisa are going to lose eight points and they yeah. are currently eight points clear of third place. Mm-hmm. But that's with the games in hand. Like if they were playing a regular season yeah. and Long has had the three games in hand, they could have overtaken them. Yeah, and, so, and, and it's also like you mentioned. Yeah, like you mentioned also, sure, the teams that lost the games don't necessarily uh don't necessarily lose out any points. They're not any worse off in terms of the number of points they've gained, but they also regain games in hand that they had lost. Cause you know, like if if they're going from twelve games played to ten games played, that's the potential, mm-hmm. like you said, to pick up another six points on the season that they wouldn't have done if they'd kept the season going as it is. So I just want to read the um actual article on the League Magnus website because I've got it up here. Yeah. We've had it sat up here for a little while. We've pretty much, you know, uh, described nearly every single thing that's probably going to be in it. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> but well, I'll take you through it regardless. So the decision was made on Monday, January the eighteenth. So it was about ten days. Um, uh, after we're recording this, so 11 days after it goes out, or before it goes out, I should say. So following the decision of Monday, January 18th, on the continuation of the regular season, despite the context of the closed session, all 76 remaining matches to be played are now on the calendar. I also just remind you, uh, the French League Magnus, their primary language is, of course, French. This is Google translated from French to English, so there might be a few discrepancies. It's not us, it's Google. Uh, The 2021 regular (laughs) season, um, therefore, now includes 22 days, or 22 games instead of 44. All the clubs will compete 
in a single round trip. The 76 remaining matches to be played uh, in this new format will take place between January the 22nd, so early, well, at the end of last week, until Saturday, April the 3rd. So they're really stretching out until the early um, weeks of April to try and get all of these games played and in the safest way possible. Initially scheduled, matches for days 23 to 44 are therefore no longer planned and now appear postponed on the calendar. Along them, however, five matches that we've already been played are currently included in the ranking. A decision concerning them will be made later. We can have a little bit more of a discussion on that as well in a second. Uh, regular exchanges between the Federation and the clubs will continue uh, since the start of the health crisis to adjust according to the evolution of constraints and the situation is, yes, Google Translate, in the hope that the pace and number of matches played can accelerate as soon as club partners and the public can once again access the sport arenas. One of the goals of maintaining competition is to allow ice hockey to gain visibility and maintain our media exposure, which is essential to the survival of our sponsors or of our sport, sorry, and for the benefit of all. So they've also mentioned, uh, uh, with the TV broadcasting and web programming, this is probably worth mentioning as well. Official broadcaster of the League Magnus, Fanseat will broadcast all regular season and playoff matches live video at fanseat.com. Uh, streaming uh, service available on subscription is €9.99 a month without obligation. Um, and so, yeah, they're having all of the games uh, streamed, which is, once again, something the Elite League needs to get on immediately with a league-wide thing. So I'm glad the French League Magnus have got that right. You know, like they've got a lot of other problems going on in their in their situation, but the fact that they've actually got a streamlined streaming service is something us British fans will be rather envious of. And I don't want to make, obviously bring the conversation to the British League the whole time, but so yeah, like like you mentioned, Chris, is there any is there genuinely ev any other option that the the French League Magnus could have in terms of sorting out these five games? Because yeah, we've mentioned uh, the difference in the points in the standings, and we've mentioned how some teams might regain. Uh, a few extra games that they lost but apart from either counting those games and just going look you guys just have to play less games this season but by the sounds of it they've already decided the schedule for the rest of the year so if they've already got a schedule and those teams are they're not playing or they're, they're going to play some of these teams they've already played those few times or there's some other discrepancy in the schedule that would make these five games impossible to keep or whatever like you mentioned, there isn't really much of an option for them to, other than to go, yeah, sorry, like, we know you played those games, and, and it really sucks for the teams, like you mentioned. It, it's great for the teams that lost, it really sucks for the teams that won. Like you mentioned, there might not be a huge uh, change within the, the league standings or anything like that, so maybe that that will soften the blow a little bit to some of the teams that won these games. It's like, look, you're probably not actually going to have that big of a change in your position in the league because you've played so well to start the year. But at the end of the day, they're games that they won, they're games that their players worked hard for, and especially if there's like players that potentially got injured in those games and are now out for the rest of the season. It's, 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 it's such a shame that like the effort they put in has basically been all for nothing. But like you mentioned, there's not really anything else they can do in this position, is there? No, there's not. And I think, yeah, I mean, you look at it, I think Anglais just lost two games. They're not going to care because their points are going to be the same. Yeah. Again, I'm not really sure Ruan are going to mind that much because all they're going from is 11 for 11 to 10 for 10. Yeah. Like, I'm not convinced that's going to matter too much. Brian Conn, it kind of sucks because it was their only regular, regular win of the season but they're just going from bottom of the league to bottom of the league. Um, yes, you know, that gap is a bit more difficult for them to maintain that. But it's Nice that are going to struggle because they're losing eight points. Yeah. But there's no other way you can do it. You can't do points per game because it only applies to half the league. Yeah. You can't 
you can't keep the games because you can't finish the season with one team on 26 and everyone else on 22. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, it'd be no point. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, you can't swap the games out for a different game because, well, that makes no sense either. Say, so, well, they beat you 2-0 this time, but we're going to swap it out now. You beat them 4-1. You can't do that either. Yeah. The only thing they can do is get rid of the five games, declare them null and void, and just carry on again. And as I said, yes, it sucks for Nice, but at the same time, they're just going to drop down to 18 points. So all they're going from is outright second to joint second yeah. and with a game in hand. So, you know, they can still claim outright second. And I think it's the only thing that, that the French League can do, really. The only thing that... I think the worst thing is is for Brian Connor, who have now got... I mean, they were probably looking like they were going to be in the play out anyway, but it, yeah. it's made more difficult now because they're losing their only regulation win of the season. Yeah, it's kind of a deeper hole that they're dug in now. It's, it's like they'd filled in a bit of it, but then like it crumbled underneath them and they're right back where they started almost. A little bit, yes. but the, the, yeah. But the only interesting thing that I will find is whether the French League actually come out with some like really confounded way to to get around this whole situation. Like Obviously, we're talking like, yeah, it's super obvious and it's so clear that they need to do this. But you know what? You know what hockey leagues and kind of like the commissioners <laughs> of the leagues and the CEOs are all that about? That is, true. They, that is they, true. they always find some kind of way to do it almost the same yet slightly different and slightly a little more confusing so we're going to see the french league end up being like oh you know what actually we're going to count two of the games because this 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 we're going to lose three of the games then all these three teams are going to gain six points because we said so you know like it's going to be so confusing or they'll just turn it into the challenge cup and it will not make sense to anybody whatsoever so um yeah that was a little chat about the french league obviously uh in our bonus clip last week we talked about the swiss national league and kind of the overhaul that they're going through um at the moment so if there's any kind of updates that you guys have seen in your domestic leagues or the leagues that you follow and you want us to discuss them and kind of go into more detail obviously we do talk about european hockey so if there's anything in the finnish liga or the swedish hockey league the khl all that stuff do let us know because as you've seen we'll sit down and talk about it um so the other kind of news i want to discuss is something that chris brought to my attention i had no idea this was a thing and that was that the international ice hockey federation is holding a competition to design yeah. the medals for the 2022 world championships in finland tampere and helsinki now interestingly we're talking about the world championships again in an episode slash bonus clip and this time it's not the 2021 championships and it's a positive thing about yeah. the championships as well yeah it's actually something fun so um let me read this out to you and um i'll skim through some of the like uh uh the entry stuff like you, you bet you easily find it yeah, yeah if, if you're you... interested you can find them they're on the IHF website Exactly. So, the design competition for the prize medals of the 2022 IIHF Ice Hockey World Championships is open now. The competition is an international competition open for all, so that's pretty cool. The uh, 2022 World Championships will be held in Tampere and Helsinki on the 13th to the 29th of May 2022, hopefully. Um, and it's not held in Minsk, so don't worry, guys. Uh, the three top teams will receive gold, silver, bronze. Well, yes, obviously. Um, the uh, competition entries must be suitable for gold, silver, and bronze medals. The design of one pictorial subject must thus be identical on all three medals. So, competition rules. Uh, the com the competition is open for all and international. The number of submissions is limited to two entries per participant. Um, it gives you all of the uh, the technical information, kind of the dimensions of the the medals themselves, which I'm really not that interested in. Uh, the writing that you need to put it in, and it's obviously double sided. Now, the interesting thing that I found is. Um, 
the person that wins is going to get 3,000 euros. That's a pretty decent prize for somebody designing some medals. And, like, that is pretty cool, like, for a hockey fan to do. Because, I mean, it shows that the jury is made of, like, the managing director, the vice president of the IIHF, the secretary general, and, like, one of their sponsors. Interestingly, Rene Fassel isn't involved in it, but worth mentioning. He's got other things to do, like hug uh, Belarusian uh, uh, prime ministers or whatever. But, you know, um, the competition ends on the 31st of March of this year, so... If you want to get it in, make sure you uh, put it in there. And the results of the competition will be published on the 13th of May, exactly one year before the championship is set to commence. And uh, the winner of the design competition will be informed in person. So that's pretty cool as well. You also have to tag them uh, on Instagram or ever tag 2022 IHFW medal. So all of that stuff, you know, all, all the important stuff, make sure you do it. But like 3,000 euros. Like, so from a hockey fan perspective, first of all, I absolutely suck at art, right? I'm a terrible artist. <laughs> yeah. I'm a terrible artist, so I'm not going to be entering this. But if I was, if I happen to be like pretty gifted with uh, stuff, oh, you also need to send your entry in by email. Let me just put that there. It's got to be a JPEG or PNG. Um, but if I was, if I was sitting there going, you know what, I'm, I'm a decent artist. I can design myself. I can design the IHF a, a decent medal or two. The three thousand euro prize is cool enough, right? That's a decent chunk of change. To be like, you know what? I sat there for X amount of time and designed these really cool medals, and they obviously really liked them. So, boom, let's do it. A three thousand euros, you know, that can buy yourself something nice. The other interesting thing is, and and more so for me, that the perhaps the money is obviously it's a great incentive and a great reward, but at the same time, <laughs> think of all of the players that are going to be wearing that medal and have that medal with them potentially for the rest of their lives. That's the really cool idea, I think, that comes from this. Because, I mean, say next year the Edmonton Oilers don't make the playoffs or the Pittsburgh Penguins don't make the playoffs and Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby go to play at the World Championships and Canada wins gold. And then some of the greatest players of your of our generation and their generation are going to have a medal that you designed in their collection for the rest of their life, potentially, unless they decide to give it to a family member or donate it to somewhere or whatever. Or even if it's like they donate it to like the Hockey Hall of Fame or something, you know, you could have your design put in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I just think that's such a brilliant thing for a hockey fan to like, you're leaving kind of like your own legacy because everybody when they're a kid, when they watch hockey, especially in Canada and kind of the northern uh, Scandinavian countries, like, oh, I want to be a hockey player when I grow up. And then as you grow up, you're either not good enough or it doesn't work out or whatever. This is kind of your chance to have that impact on the hockey world. I think that's a really great idea. Chris, what, what do you think about all this? Because you're the one that yeah. sent it to me, so go for it. Yeah, I, I really like the, the idea. And I think even though, even if you don't consider yourself an artist, just have a bit of fun with it. I mean, you don't have to. The thing is, is they're only, what, 10 centimetres, 8 centimetres, 10 centimetres. You yeah. can't get like a work of art in there. And I don't think it has to be like sometimes the simplest things are the best. Yeah. I think when you consider that you have to have like this particular text on it and this on it and that on it, it's not going to live give you like a, a massive amount left. Yeah. Um, and even, I mean, if you look at the logo for the 2022 World Championship, it's a puck with some lines coming off it. Yeah. And, and, like, just, you know, and, and that's the logo. You don't have to, you know, be brilliant and do a, an amazing cityscape of Helsinki or what have you, because they've chosen a puck with some lines off it as the logo for the whole championship. 
Yeah, and it's probably worth mentioning because I've got the article up here now um, from the IHF. They've got a picture of the 2012 World Championship medal because the 2012 uh, World Championships was held in Helsinki. And on the medal, it's, it looks like the netting of a, of a goalie yeah, net with a goal net. going through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so it doesn't have to be... I, I feel like whilst I say like I'm not a great artist, I'm probably not going to be entering it. But at the same time, it's like, look, if you want to be in with a chance of winning 3,000 euros and the chance for some of the best hockey players in the world to have a design of yours in their homes for the rest of their lives, like, enter. Why not? Like, what's yeah. the what, what, what's yeah. the what's the worst that's going to happen? You don't win it? Okay, well, you're no worse off than you were before, you know? So Yeah, you don't win it. I mean, what have you done? You've spent half an hour or whatever whilst in lockdown with nothing else to do, doing a bit of a fun design thing. You yeah, you, you've just decided, you know what, I'm going to put the jigsaw puzzle away for the evening and I'll get back to it tomorrow and I'll start yeah. designing a medal instead. So Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not indeed, Chris? So yeah, um, that's the news of the medal design competition. Um, do also, if you do decide to enter it, send us your designs uh, at, yes. at Europark Podcast. I'd yeah. really like to see what some of you guys come up with. That'd be really cool to see. So yeah, yeah. feel free to do that. Um, so Chris, the last thing I want to do before we get on to your handy dandy quiz and I uh, give a shout out to our other sponsor of the episode, I would like to take a look at the NHL players from Europe making their debuts this season, their rookie seasons in the NHL and everything like that. So um, yeah, uh, if you would be so kind as to do that, I've just noticed that your internet is kind of going a little bit. We'll see if it comes back to us. Uh I, I could just kind of vamp until he gets here. So, um, like we mentioned last week, guys, <laughs> the um, uh, the NHL rookies and everything like that, we took you through some of the European guys like Kirill Kaprizov, Ilya Sorokin. Um, there's a netminder in the Chicago Blackhawks organization that I can't quite remember his name off the top of my head, but he's had a really good start to the year. Um, Pius Suter, as well, of the Chicago Blackhawks, had a really good showing, a hat-trick in his sixth game of the season. Um, as a rookie from the, uh, uh, for, he was from the Zurich Lions organization, I believe. So um, that's a really cool uh, achievement for him as well. So Chris, are you back with us now? Is everything okay? Yeah, I okay. think I am anyway. Yeah, I think you are. So uh, do you want to just take us <laughs> I through? I think I was with you most of the time. It just blipped out for a second. Yeah, but, your, your, uh, like, uh, your visuals stopped, but everything else apparently was fine. So t- take us through it, Chris. Go, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so the, the netminder, I think you were talking about Kevin Lackinen. That's it, um, yeah. Yeah, a 0.931 save percentage and a, a 2.18 goals against average to uh, start the uh, year for uh, four games, two wins as well. So uh, not bad. It's only two overtime losses as well. So he's uh, wow. not lost in regulation in the games that he started so far. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's promising as well. And the uh, the skaters as well. Like I say, the NHL stats thing. I can search by individual country, but I can't just search European. So <laughs> I kind of have to do a little bit of uh, uh, searching. The other one that really obviously jumps out at me straight away is uh, Kirill Kaprizov, still going well. Mm. Um, six points in seven games now. Wow. Um, so he's uh, he's doing well. Yeah, was there anybody that you particularly wanted to uh, have a look at? Yeah, so I mentioned uh, Pius Suter for the Chicago Blackhawks as well, who got his hat-trick. Um uh, how is Sorokin doing? Has he played any more games so far this season? Because he obviously played the the his NHL debut and obviously didn't have yeah, yeah. the best performance. But obviously Semyon Varlamov yeah. is the starter in that net. So has he played any more games yet? I would have thought he would have, uh, given Sorokin how many games he's played. played. Two games. Okay, has he won? Uh, he's played two games, two losses. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let me have a look. Um, 
So it was what five nil, wasn't it? Yeah, the, five, no, five, no, five nothing to yeah, the Rangers. So, okay, so he conceded two second time. And okay, loaded stats up. That's a lot better. Um, so yes, he lost uh, against New Jersey. Um, <laughs> lost, uh... Okay, fair enough. I mean, the Rangers lost to New Jersey as well, so I can't really laugh too much. But okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he had twenty-two saves on twenty-four shots. That's not say, too bad. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not awful. Um, so yeah, he hasn't won a game yet. So he's not the best of starts, really. Yeah, I mean, it could have been better. But then again, at the same time. If you're losing a game 2-1, like you can't really fault the goalie too much for that, can you? Like f- five nothing loss, yeah. It's kind of everybody's not done uh, done what they're supposed to, but in a 2-1 game, like come on, you're you're forwards and this is a team that has gone to the Eastern Conference Finals in recent years. Like come on, you, you got to step up mm. a little bit and score some goals at the end of the day. Um I'm yeah. trying to think there was another player from um we me- I mentioned it in a tweet last week, I think. Uh another player from um, the Swiss system. He he was on loan to the National oh. League earlier. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, Philip something. I can't remember his last name. It's definitely he got Phil- the hat trick. Philip, Philip, no, that's Pius Suter. But then I think it's Philip oh, yeah, uh, Philip Kurashev. I think his name is. Um, oh yes, Philip Kurashev, Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. Uh, he's got two goals in the first seven games. Nice. Uh, he's at a minus two, but uh, you can't complain too much. He's only taken ten shots, so he's scored one in five of his shots. There you go. Um, average of just shy of 13 minutes time on ice so can't complain too much about uh, that has suited up in seven games so he's having a, a pretty fairly decent start to it um by the look of it he's kept his nose pretty clean here he has he hasn't had a single penalty nice um, but they seem to be they seem to be trusting him a bit more as well because um if you take the the, the games against florida and, and detroit uh last week 10 games uh sorry 10 it's on the ice, then Detroit again on the 24th. He had 12 minutes, then against Nashville, he had nearly 15 uh, on the 20 on what Tuesday, then yesterday on the Wednesday, he had 14 minutes again. So he's getting good ice time as well. Yeah, uh, we're just getting a bit of technical difficulties from your end, Chris. I think the internet's getting a little bit temperamental. So um, I've got to cut this segment a little bit short, you know, just just in, for the for the sake of trying to keep the podcast running. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, plenty of uh, European rookies. I want to next week, uh, when we look at this, Chris, I want to make sure I look at Miko Lettinen of the Toronto Maple Leafs because I believe he's made his NHL debut now, but he's not really getting the most ice time. He seems to be serving as the team's seventh defenseman. So we'll have a little bit of a discussion about that as we go on. But um, before we move on to Chris's quiz, I just want to remind you guys that this episode of the Europuck podcast is also brought to you by Crosscheck Clothing. Crosscheck Clothing is a UK-based hockey apparel brand that provides high-quality clothing to help you rep the greatest sport on earth in style. I have actually, in fact, got one of my Crosscheck Clothing shirts on today. I figured, you know what? I'm going to be doing the ad read for them today. May as well rep one of their shirts. I really do like the subtle design on this one. Their Crosscheck Clothing design. I'll just move it out of the way so you can see it. Absolutely beautiful, folks. I love it. I've got one very similar in green as well that has one on the back as well. And it's beautiful. And I love it. Uh, Now, we all know that wearing your favourite team's jersey when you're watching the hockey game can be great fun. I always wear my Rangers jersey when the Rangers are playing, sitting up until 2.30 in the morning watching them lose again and again. But it isn't very practical. It's not a very practical thing to do 
in your day-to-day life when you're going about your business or working or something like that. Well, Crosscheck's wide variety of hockey-themed t-shirts and hoodies, whether you're at the rink, going about your day, or chilling at home, you know that you can show off the sport you love and show off your support for the sport, look great, and you can feel good at the exact same time. Really do like their collection. I mentioned it in our initial uh, ad read last week, and I've got to reiterate it. I absolutely love Crosscheck's collection, and they have, they're constantly releasing new product and new exciting stuff. They recently did their Pride jerseys, which look beautiful. They reintroduced uh, from Black Friday last year a, a set of chocolate chocolate coloured hoodies or something, and they look really nice as well. And like I've said, I've bought plenty of items from Crosscheck over the last few years, and I'm really glad we got the chance to get them and sp- uh, get them to sponsor the, the show, because I get to talk about how much I love their clothes. I love their Liam Kirk collection, I've loved their more in-your-face stuff, I like the more subtle designs, and yeah, it's just all brilliant and I, we definitely think you should go and check them out. So uh, listeners of our show can now get 15% off any order over £30 by using code EPP15. This is an exclusive offer just for people that listen to this show. You won't find it anywhere else, folks. So make sure you take a look at their collection and let them know that we sent you via Twitter, Instagram, or their Facebook page. Cross-check ships all over Europe and North America as well. So whichever side of the pond you're on, if you're thinking, oh, they're a UK-based company, I probably won't be able to get anything, you absolutely can. They will ship to you, and you can get in on the action as well, folks. So to get 15% off any order over £30, head on over to shop.crosscheckclothing.co.uk and use promo code EPP15. That's shop.crosscheckclothing.co.uk and use promo code EPP15 for 15% off any order over £30. A big thank you once again to Crosscheck Clothing for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now... We're pretty much 40 minutes into the recording. Chris, let's finish off with your quiz. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. Hopefully this will take us uh, about 10 minutes or so, the quiz. So, of course, uh, as usual, join in on your uh, on the comments. Let us know how sure. you do. Right. So, obviously, initially I started doing this for Tuesday, um, and then it was going to be Wednesday and now today. So, there's not really a theme. Okay. Um, tomorrow, or today, is if you're watching this on Friday when it comes out, um, it's National Puzzle Day. Um, so I thought I'd just do kind of a normal one, but there's a bit of a mix of everything in there. Okay. Um, so uh, on this day in 1990, well, on Tuesday, the Tuesday has gone in 1997, Mario Lemieux tied the NHL record with four goals in the third period, tying the record sh- shared by Gretzky and Mike Bossy. He played in the NHL for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He did. How many teams in the leagues we cover have a penguin on their logo? Oh, that's a good question. Before I answer, though, you mentioned Gretzky. It was his 60th birthday this week. Happy birthday mm-hmm. to the great one. Guys, 60 years old. God, the legends, they just keep... He's aging like fine wine, that man. Um, But, okay, so how many have penguins on them? Okay, this is a good question. How many leagues that we look at have penguins in their on their logos? Well, obviously the Crayfield how many teams in the league. How many teams in the league? So we've got the Crayfield Penguin of the DEL. That's kind of the only mm-hmm. obvious one I'm aware of. I know there's definitely going to be more. Um, so the KHL they don't have any penguins as far as I'm aware. Uh, the SHL they don't have any penguins. The Finnish Liga don't have any penguins, as far as I'm aware. I'm probably going to get this terribly, terribly wrong, just for for reference. Um, okay, so I'm going to assume that... I'm not going to go through every single league, because I know I'm not going to be able to get all of them. I'm just going to go for a lucky guess, because 
I know there's, def- <laughs> there's definitely at least one, so I can work with that. And obviously the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are in North America, so they don't count. So I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go with... Because how many leagues do we look at? We look at, what, seven? Seven or eight leagues every every week, including the Polish League, seven, eight, nine. I'm going to go with yeah. with five. I'm going to say five different teams use uh, penguins. Five different teams in the leagues across Europe have penguins in their logos. Chris, put me out of misery. How many? Yeah. Two. Okay, interesting. Who are th- so who's the other one then? Oh, oh! Have we lost so it? No, he's there. The, okay, go, go for it. The Fishtown Penguins, also in the DEL. Oh, okay. So it's both of the teams in the DEL use penguin-related oh, so logos. It's the, it's the Fishtown Penguins in the DEL. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Fair enough. All right then. That's that's interesting. That of all the leagues in Europe, there's only two that use them, and they're both in the same league. I would not have expected that. That's an interesting <laughs> interesting turn of events. Okay, Chris, your internet is really struggling here, so let's try and get through these questions, and then we'll call it a day. Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, Tuesday was Australia Day. Has an Australian ever won the Stanley Cup? Yes, Nathan Walker with the Washington Capitals. Yeah, well done. Boom. Right. There are 106 playoff places up for grabs across our European leagues this year. Okay. As of now, how many have been claimed? Oh, that's a good question. Now, we forgot to mention, Chris did try and tell me to remind me to mention this, that the Polish League, pretty much all of the playoff spots have been decided at this point now, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And they have now. We, we were gonna, if we were going to go through the standings this week, we were going to have mentioned that the Polish League is pretty much locked up now. It's just a case of where in the positions and where in the standings each of the eight playoff teams that have clinched it will end up. So that's the first eight, obviously. And then we had four from the Danish League, then we have Akbar's Kazan from the KHL, and we have CSKA Moscow from the KHL. Now, I believe there's several clinching scenarios in the KHL today, but I assume you're not counting them. You're just like counting the ones from like, the start I, of the week. I checked this a few hours ago. So oh, that's helpful. Kind of four o'clock. That's really helpful because I haven't really checked Twitter today because I've been busy editing a video. <laughs> so, um, okay, so if we're talking the eight from uh, the Polish League, we're talking four. There might be five from the Danish league at this point, but I'm going to go four for the sake of arguments. That's 12. Then I'm going to say uh, CSK in Moscow is 13. Akbar's Kazan is 14. And I'm going to say, I think Metalurg Magnitogorsk had the chance to clinch, as did another team in the KHL. So I'm going to say four, four, 15. 19. Really? Okay. Uh, Interesting. Three in Austria. Austria. Austria, Austria got you. Denmark. Because it's, I, I kind of slightly done you there because austria three of them are guaranteed to be in the winner's half right got you okay they've still got that to play but obviously everybody in the winner's half makes the playoffs yeah so three in austria four in denmark eight in poland four in the khl so 19 oh so 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 four teams have clinched in the khl who are the other two then yes uh there was cska in the west and then the top three so it was what akbar's avant-garde and i think it was i think it was magnitogorsk yeah, I've shut everything down to try and help the internet. So, <laughs> right, I'll run through the um, the kind of yes or no questions just in case it goes again. So, okay. KHL question. Okay. Which conference has scored more goals per game? That's a really good question. Oh wow! I'll let you know. 
there is 0.024 goals a game in it. Oh, jeez, Chris, this is a <laughs> difficult question. Oh, Bloody come on, it's 50-50, hell. come on. I'm going to say the... I'm going to say the Eastern Conference. No, Western Conference. Is it? Okay, fair enough. West fair has enough. got 2.699 goals a game, East with 2.675 goals a game. Fair enough. <laughs> right. In the IIHF rulebook. Oh, great. <laughs> how many rules are there? Oh, wow. <laughs> now, what, there's, what a, a question. there's a caveat on this as well. Okay. I mean here the base rules, like rule one, rule two, rule three. I don't mean rule 10, I, 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 Yeah, I, like I, sub- I, I. subsection B, paragraph yeah, C. so it's just like rule one, rule two, rule three. How many? I'm going to say uh, 150. 226. Okay, I I, I could have been a lot further off on that one, you know? You could have been a lot further (laughs) off on that one. Right, so that's five questions down. Okay. Because question six, this is our final podcast episode in January. It is. How many teams in the leagues we cover begin with a J? (laughs) How many teams in the leagues we cover begin with the letter J? I, I love yeah. I, I love both the difficulty of that question and how little thought was put into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm um, just struggling, all right? No, fair I point, was... fair point, fair point. Uh, okay, so teams beginning with J. There's definitely got to be at least one, otherwise you wouldn't have asked the bloody question. Well, yes. Yeah, so, but I feel like J is not a very popular letter to begin named countries with or named cities or or leagues or whatever i'm gonna oh geez do i know any like actually off the top of my head um i should do considering i cover Mm -hmm. it's interesting i cover european hockey every single week and i can't think of a team off the top of my head to be honest if i didn't have the the answers i'd probably only get one okay i feel like see the, the the team that's jumping out to me is something like yastrobi but like I feel like that's that's one of them. Oh, I'll is give it? You that. that's okay, one. okay. Because I, I I wasn't sure if it was uh if it was written with a Y or something like no, that. Yeah, that's one of them. This is know, obviously according to like flash scores. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, Yastrobi is one. Um, oh, take like a punt at a number if you can't think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I just wanted to see if I could get at least one of them like it yeah, down, Yastrobe. and we got Yastrobi, so I'm gonna go with that one. Um, uh, oh, Yip Yavaskula is another one from the Finnish Liga. Because they're JYP, aren't uh, they? Yes, JYP, yeah. And Yavaskala and also begins with a J, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, that's two. JYP, okay. yeah. Okay, the Swedish Hockey League, I don't think they have one. Um, they have Jogardam, but it begins with a D, doesn't it? So, because it's DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the KHL, Jokerips, that's a third one. That's three. Uh, I, uh, how did I leave that one to third place? How did I get? <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, "Are you going to get that one?" I literally like I've made three videos on on Jokerit this season, and I get Yastrobi first. Like, well, what's that I was all about? So hoping that you <laughs> I would have had to. I would have had to like quit the podcast if I didn't get Jokerit. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Jokerit, Yep, Yavaskula, Yastrobi. I've. I feel like there's got to be another one. I'm going to say five. Four. Oh, so it was just one more. What was the you other added, one? You added two. Eucharit, uh, also in the Finnish League. Of course, right. Fair enough. Eucharit and Eucharit, right. of course. That makes sense. 
Now, you get a point for each one here I'm going to give you. Okay. Each one that you can name. Okay. So we know how much you love the questions about the flags. I do love the questions um, about the flags. Shout out to Banners OTW, who I was chatting to <laughs> last night. He told me he nearly threw his laptop out the window when you said the Danish flag had blue in it. And thank you for my German lesson as well. He was teaching me how to pronounce the teams in the DEL. Oh, perfect. So this one, it's not a flag question. It's a nationality question. Okay. So there are 47 countries in Europe. Right. In the 11 leagues that we cover, how many nationalities are represented? Oh, Chris, why you got to do this to me? <laughs> so I'll give you, I'll, I've got a thing here. I'll highlight it. I'll give you a point for everyone you can name. So, so this is European countries, so not so, Canada. So just Europe. European countries. And so how many countries have athletes that are from yes. there so this, in the league? According leagues? to Elite Prospects, how many countries have a player in one of the leagues we cover. Okay, well, I'm going to rattle off the obvious ones right now. Okay, are well, you then. ready? Russia. Yep. <laughs> yes, well done. One S- point. <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Finland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Switzerland. Uh, yeah. The Czech Republic. <laughs> yeah. Germany. You counting, out, you counting out how many of these you've got? You're going to rely yep. on me. No, no, yeah, no, no I'm counting them out. Uh, the Czech Republic. Germany, yeah. Uh, Germany. Um, uh, Slovakia. Yep. Uh, Slovenia. Yep. Um, Denmark. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Norway. Yep. Um, so I've got 10 so far. I'd, lo- I'd laugh so much if you got all of these. <laughs> I don't think I will. Um, Kazakhstan. Yep. Yep, I know we have a Kazakhstan. Uh, Bulgaria, do yeah. they have one? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, no, Bulgaria don't. No, Bulgaria don't. Okay, Bulgaria don't. So they only have one. In, interestingly, they have one in the NHL, but nowhere across Europe. That's very interesting. Um, uh, Ukraine? Uh, nope. They're no Ukrainian players. Not according to Elite Prospects, unless I missed it out Interesting. Um, it's, it's technically not part of Europe, but it technically also is. Israel, does that count? Uh, No. Okay, fair enough, but obviously Elisa Sherbatov. I know they're in Eurovision, but still. No. Yeah, see, I, I wasn't 100% sure. And they do play in the Euros as well, don't they? Uh, no. Yes. I don't know. No, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. See, this is why I talk about hockey and not soccer. Um, okay, so I've got, what, 11 at the moment? Uh, I think... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, yes. Okay, so I've got 11. Um, now I'm trying to f- remember which ones I, I haven't actually mentioned. Uh, France, obviously. Uh, yep. Um, the UK. Yep. I was wondering how long it's yeah, going to get. Because obviously, because I was thinking of the French League Magnus. But see, the, the interesting thing is, if we weren't talking about the French League Magnus, all of the other players are in the DL2, most of them. So, um, Austria. Well, you Austria, yeah. I yep. mean, at the, you, your GB, you've got Mike Hammond and, of course, Ben Bounds. True. Fair point. Fair point. Um, also, the Netherlands, they have a player, don't they? They must have at least one. Nope. No. Okay. Interesting. So I got I got fourteen. I think at the moment. Um, Again, unless I've got it completely wrong. But uh, no worries. Um, I'm only talking in Europe. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Now it's just a question of like, can you name all of the places in Europe? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, you've got what thirteen, fourteen. I got fourteen. I think. If yeah. Just, if you want to just take a random punt, at I'm going to say we'll on, but... eighteen. Twenty-three. Interesting. Okay. So what were some of the countries I missed? Uh, you missed out on one you'll kick yourself in, which is Poland. 
Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, yep. The rest of them, I'm kind of not surprised you didn't get them. They were kind of ones and twos, really. Um, Croatia? Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Latvia? <laughs> yeah, that's, I should have got that one, yep. Lithuania? Okay. Estonia? Okay. Hungary? Indeed. Italy? Italy, yeah, of course. Belgium? Be- yeah, Belgium, okay, yeah. And Belarus? Well, of course, Belarus. We talk about them every bloody week. <laughs> interesting that there's there's ones from like Estonia and Lithuania, but no Ukrainians. It's so interesting. Maybe they yeah, keep I didn't maybe see anything pop up. Yeah, they, obviously they keep their their talent in house. Uh, did you say there was one more question you had, Chris? Oh, there was one more question, but it's kind of a question that doesn't really have an answer. You'll you'll get it when I uh, when I ask it. So, final question, a bit of fun to round off this episode. Exactly. According to our viewers and listeners, okay, how many non-UK teams do we pronounce correctly? <laughs> uh, zero. <laughs> yeah. Well done, number I, f- I feel like uh, well, you're definitely doing a much better job than I am because you've obviously had, you made yourself you made like the pronunciation list and you had a little look at it you've spoken to banners on the wall to get the german names and like i feel like there's a couple of ones whenever i release a video talking about european hockey teams i always get natives of that country being like hey, it's so yeah. funny how we pronounce like rugler it's like i'm not swedish what do you expect like i'm just a chubby <laughs> british boy i just sit here and talk hockey like what do you want from me um yeah but yeah so um if anybody wants to give us any more tips on how to pronounce the teams across Europe, then uh, let Chris know. Uh, it's his job. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a really good place to end today's episode of the Europark podcast, Chris. Uh, obviously, it's a, yep. it's a slightly shorter one than usual, but as we mentioned, you can see Chris's internet during the episode is a little bit shaky yeah, at best. Blame, blame me. Yeah, blame well, me. no, I'm blaming your internet. I don't, I don't think it helps that, obviously, like, normally as well, because we were, we record this one, my partner's still at work and it's one less person using Wi-Fi and stuff. So True, it, yeah. that might be part of it a little bit as well. But, yeah, so. it's, it's no worries. Yeah. These things happen. I mean, it's the first real kind of technical difficulties, if you want to call it that, even though we managed to get the episode still recorded. The first technical difficulties yeah. we've had in like four months. So you know what? It could have gone true. far worse. Hopefully that's not a jinx for the rest of the year, because I mean, 2020 was bad enough as it was. We don't need anything <laughs> bad happening this year as well. Please no. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you very much for watching or listening to this episode of the Europuck Podcast. We really do appreciate it. Thank you once again to DraftKings and Crosscheck Clothing for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Helps us keep making this podcast and keep getting you stuff to watch. Uh, just a reminder, no bonus clips this week. We would have loved to have had some, but obviously due to the current circumstances with the technical difficulties and everything haven't been able to get My any fault. going yeah, no it's your internet's fault it's not your fault um so yeah if you want to keep updated on all things Europuck podcast or send us your thoughts opinions or questions either from today's show or for our next show if you have any certain questions that you want chris to add to the quiz anything like that then you can follow us on twitter at Europuck podcast it's right down there on the screen if you're watching the uh, audio or the video version i should say also instagram yes, if you uh over there if you have any quiz questions obviously just dm me rather than putting it on the page because otherwise you'll see them or <laughs> put it on the page so i get a head start oh, i wouldn't mind that <laughs> i mean I, I need all the help i can get have you seen my luck in these quizzes um but yeah and if you enjoyed listening to either or both of your hosts today which hopefully you did i mean we try our best then you can follow myself on twitter at oddmanrushyt up there or at chris underscore gadsby over there uh, thank you once again for watching slash listening guys and we'll see you again next time have a good one folks